0: The real DeAndre Ayton has stood up. The Suns are firing on all cylinders, 13 straight wins, and we're breaking all of it down on today's Locked On Suns. Network, your team every day. We are back. This is Locked On Phoenix Suns. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And I am your host, Brendan Clean, covering the Suns the past five seasons as a credentialed media member. Thank you for making Locked On Suns your first listen every single day. Follow us on Twitter if you don't already at Locked On PHX Suns. Me on Twitter at Brendan Clean14. Again, we are free. We're here for you every single morning on YouTube, on whatever audio platform you prefer. We are so, so close to hitting 500 subscribers on YouTube. Please check us out there if you haven't already. It is the best way right now to support the show. We are close to 500, which means I will be giving away a Valley Proud, a purple Valley Proud towel from opening night of this season. I will be randomly selecting one subscriber and mailing it directly to your home. You don't even have to pay for shipping because I am that kind And that could be yours if you are one of the first 500 subscribers. So if you have already subscribed, tell your friends, tell the Suns fan in your life to go hit that subscribe button over there. And of course, catch us on audio everywhere else. But let's get started. 115-111, the Suns win their 13th straight game. This had trap game written all over it. We'll talk about DeAndre Ayton. We'll talk about the energy. We'll talk about the bench, Cameron Payne, all of it. Today's show, though, is brought to you by Truebill, the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. More from Truebill later in the show. The man of the hour, though, DeAndre Ayton, have to start there. 21 points, 14 rebounds in 33 minutes. I just finished praising the man on Monday's show, and here I am doing the same thing again. He tends to string them together. We know that often they seem to come on the road or in some of these very, very heavy stretches of play. I don't think that's a coincidence, honestly, because I would say I was kind of thinking about this during the game because, again, double double everywhere. We'll get down into even some of the nitty gritty of. The new things that we really kind of saw from him today, one of his better games as a scorer and playmaker. So I'll I'll touch on that, but just from an overall perspective, I kept thinking about the start to the season for him because it wasn't what I was expecting. I very much made my position known that not getting that max contract offer from the Suns in those negotiations was going to light a fire for him, that it was going to be A carrot for him to chase and he has always been this externally motivated guy and I thought this could be the motivation that he needed and it did not start out that way. Now I do wonder you know that that leg they called it a leg contusion and he missed a a couple games and then he came back and then he missed more games. I wonder if that was lingering to start the season. I'm not necessarily sure but that that seems to be possible because of the lack of energy and and just burst that he started the season with. He just didn't look like the guy that we know can control games, and he showed that to us tonight. So obviously, you know, Monty was very clear about the fact that they held him out for some of those additional games because they knew they could keep winning with, you know, with Frank Kaminsky and how well he was playing, but also because they wanted the conditioning element of DeAndre Ayton to be there for them and that has certainly returned he looked like playoff Aiden tonight he really truly did he he just controlled the game he played with that level of force that we are we got used to seeing I don't know if I want to say we are used to it because it, it does seem to come and go sometimes but it was consistent throughout his 33 minutes he did get two fouls in the first quarter but he cleaned that up even. No blocks, which is, uh, I think, a little bit of a an, a road arena box score statistician, uh, screwing him over there because he controlled the paint. He controlled the rim as a defensive player. Jakob Pearl did very little until the very end of this game. He was quiet. They didn't really have... I mean, Drew Eubanks is nobody's idea of a fearsome big man. He didn't have much to say in this game, so um, Aiton was exactly what you want him to be I mean I would say he was the Suns best player in this game maybe some of the last the last few minutes the scoring burst that Devin Booker brought might have put him over the top that shouldn't have been necessary the Suns should not have had to get that anxious late in this game but this was a DeAndre Ayton game he was the best player on this team and he looked like he did at moments during that Lakers series during that Clippers series where you are reminded how impossible it is to do anything against this Suns team on on either end and I I really want to highlight that because he looked this was his best game I think on both ends of the floor he on defense was his positioning was perfect you could tell he was mentally engaged you could tell that he had the energy behind him that I was talking about and he You know, he's so smart about knowing which shots he needs to contest, which shots he doesn't need to contest. That's part of why the block numbers have never been incredibly high for him. He knows that he can affect attempts without getting in somebody's face. He knew that this team, something I talked about yesterday, was just identifying exactly what the matchup necessitates from him and doing that to a very high degree. And that's really something he did today. He knew, look, I'm going up against Yaka Pertl and Drew Eubanks. I don't necessarily need to be, you know, jumping out of the gym tonight because those guys are groundbound and not very athletic anyway. So I can focus on positioning and strength and rebounding and positioning and all that stuff. And that's what he did. And that's how he excelled. On the offensive end was where he really was getting a lot of attention from fans online. And, you know, rightly so. He only had three assists, so that undersells it a little bit. But I think we should start by maybe rewinding a little bit just to understand the impact that Aiton's game tonight actually had and what we've really seen for months now. I mean, most of the calendar year of 2021, the Suns have been defended in this way when Ayton is on the floor in the pick and roll. I mean, Chris Paul or Devin Booker sets a high screen. They come. They come around it, either direction. It could be a, a side pick and roll. Whatever teams will. I mean, this is even what Denver tried to do before they got smoked. Trying it, the team will blitz Booker or Paul with the ball handler. Uh, the big man out on the perimeter, tagging the ball handler. The weak side or strong, whatever. There will be a low man rotating over to protect the rim. There might be that strong side defender reaching in and and kind of messing with getting in the lane of Booker or Paul. And the obvious thing, I mean, this is how Draymond Green has made a living on offense to a large degree, is teams blitz Steph Curry because they want to have two guys in his face. Curry slips that pass in to De, uh, to DeAndre, to, to Draymond Green, and Draymond's able to find a cutter or a perimeter shooter, and when Klay Thompson's one of those guys, obviously it looks a lot prettier, and you can't guard that, right? I mean, that's how, when the, when the Warriors get really desperate, when they're really, you know, backs against the wall, that's what they do, because of the attention that those ball handlers are getting. Now, in this case, the Suns are getting defended that way because teams are daring DeAndre Ayton to do something because he's the part that they are... Um, Basically making a bet that they can beat, right? I mean, nobody thinks Draymond Green can't make that pass, but the Warriors, the teams defending the Warriors, just there's no other choice. In this case, it's making a calculation that DeAndre Ayton having to make a play is the best option when the other options are Booker or Paul getting an open shot or the Suns uh floor spacers getting open threes, Crowder, Bridges, Johnson, etc. So what DeAndre Ayton was able to do tonight was beat that, was make that bet fail, was make that a losing proposition for the San Antonio Spurs. Booker and Paul did a great job of getting him the ball, and he was either dribbling to the basket to get a shot—you saw that a lot, he made took 16 shots, that was the most on the team up until the very end of the game when Booker took a few— and he was able to, I guess, or he was able to read the defense and make a smart pass. This actually was going on last night as well. I didn't necessarily highlight it a ton in my show. I didn't get into the, the details of his performance in that way, but I recommend Kellen Olsen's piece over at Arizona Sports. He got Monty to talk about it a little bit and wrote that piece on Sunday night. So we saw that up to you know another level tonight, and it's pretty obvious if you're listening to me explain that why that's such a big deal because that takes away a very key and common way that defenses have been attacking the Suns and Chris Paul can play with the player like that very, very capably because that's exactly the type of guy that Blake Griffin became as he developed as a player and a really huge weapon and that's how he became an MVP candidate was that that playmaking aspect of his game really took off and and jumped up to another level. I'm not saying DeAndre Ayton is going to become you know, Blake Griffin or Nikola Jokic or anybody like that as a passer, but it makes it so that the defense no longer has that option in their back pocket. So I can't say enough good things about this DeAndre Ayton game, but there were plenty of other guys who also pitched in. I want to talk about campaign to close the show. I want to talk about the bench overall and just what this team is shaping up to be. So we'll do all of that in just one second. First, though, a quick word from Shopify. It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses alone. So upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, not just the big guys. Synchronizing online and in-person sales and effortlessly staying in form. Scale your business. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility, and Shopify helps you make your entrepreneurial dreams come true. We love how Shopify has the tools and resources to make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Look, this locked on podcast network was once a very bare bones operation, so we know the value of smart partners, of efficient business, and of finding your customers where they are. Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses around the world, reaching customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps. Shopify allows you to gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. Go to shopify.com slash NBA. that's all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial to get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com. That's that's s h o p i f y dot com slash locked on NBA right now. That's shopify.com slash locked NBA. Okay, more positives to get to from this Suns one fifteen to one eleven win thirteen straight. We'll dig into more. Thank you for making Locked On Suns your first listen every single day. And, man, it has been a fun series of days lately, I can definitely say that for sure. I want to do the bench mob Vibe Check thing to close the show here, and so it honestly makes it a little bit hard to know where to go next, because A, a lot of what we saw tonight I think was an extension of, of some of the things I talked about from the weekend, and B, uh, the bench was the place where a lot of the high-level performances came from tonight. Jay Crowder and Chris Paul both were a minus 14. The Suns actually got outscored by 14 points. Some of that was the late, the fourth quarter where the Spurs won that quarter by 11 points. So, it's if you had frozen things after the third quarter, it would have looked a lot different. But the bench was the consistent positive all night long. So, I guess the place that I want to start just to highlight one specific person, because I think it's a little bit of a bigger picture idea, and then we can hit the overall bench and and some of the things that you're seeing there in the last segment, but the guy we have to talk about here is Cameron Payne, and first of all, his biggest, best game of the entire season, 20 points, three rebounds, three assists, definitely healthy again, no turnovers impressively from Cameron Payne as well, so um, deserves all the kudos that he can get tonight. Six of seven from the free throw line, which is rare and sorely needed from Cameron Payne. Not a player who always gets to the line, but easily can. I don't see a reason why he cannot up that part of his attack because he is getting pressure on the basket. And that's really the the bigger picture reason that his performance tonight was so great. Um, look, it's no secret. I mean the fact that DeAndre Ayton and Payne both tonight were getting to the basket and making the defense adjust to rim pressure, uh, it, it makes it pretty obvious why this is one of um, the most fun Suns games of the season in terms of new stuff and getting kind of geeked out about uh, what we are seeing. At least that's how I felt watching because there were just new wrinkles. And that rim pressure, I talked about Ayton. I think that part of it makes a lot of sense. But this pain aspect, I mean, that's always been there. That's something that I thought we would see from the jump. Now, Payne got hurt. He started out a little bit uneven. And now he's back, I guess somewhat similar to DeAndre Aiton, fitting that they would both have big nights on the same day. So if Payne is back in that way and, and looks like the guy that put up 29 points in a conference finals game, the offense just changes. It really does because... Payne having the downhill gravity is so instrumental in making the defense suck inward, in in making them adjust. Because the other part of this too is not like, I think the way that Payne gets talked about sometimes and and how different it can sometimes look when he's out there just in terms of how much the Suns push the pace. The fact that he looks for his own shot a little bit more than Chris Paul, you can trick yourself into thinking, "Wow, you know, when when Payne checks in, when that second unit is in there, everything is different. They look like such a different team." But the reality is, aside from those subtle ways where that's true, they're running a lot of the same offense, right? I mean, that's what Monty Williams wants to do. He's definitely not going to be a guy that's going to. Change his system for one player or one lineup. You come here and you're going to get the freedom to try stuff, but you're also going to do what it takes to fit in. And so Payne runs the same stuff that Chris Paul runs. It looks a little different because he's able to score and looks for his shot more, like I said, but they're running the same offense. I mean, when they run a Spain pick and roll, everything's unrolling the same way, right? The guy is screening for DeAndre Ayton or JaVale McGee, who is rolling to the basket. And that guy, the screener, is flaring up to the top of the key to get an open three. There might be some action on the weak side to make the defense react even more. And what takes that all to another level is that Payne is going is is a is a candidate to take it all the way himself too. So the the offense overall for the Suns. I mean, this is something that I'm sure you guys are are used to me beating the drum on by now. But the the offense in order to really excel and really be unpredictable has to have that element of at the rim scoring. It has to, whether that's more from Devin Booker, whether that's Payne taking an even bigger leap or Bridges or Aiton really showing out as a creator even more, that has to happen. And the last thing I'll say on this is This offense is great because everybody can, in in an ideal world, do a little bit of everything. You know what I mean? You have JaVale McGee, who is quietly one of the best passers on this team. You have Mikael Bridges, who takes a big, big shot late in this game off of an offensive rebound because he knows that he can. He knows he can, and he knows he can make it, and he's not afraid. You have you know, Cameron Payne, who is developed into a passer, driver, and shooter somehow. Landry Shamit has a little bit of playmaking in him in addition to his shooting. Everybody can do everything, but in order for that to really, really, really pay off, you have to be able to attack in all of these different ways. It can't just be that everybody's diversity, everybody's diversity as a player all overlaps, right? You have to be able to expand that out to have it so that, you know, the, the different, the variety, the 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 uniqueness of each player actually brings something different to the table and really makes the defense account for it. So this was a night where both Aiton and Cameron Payne were able to do that, were able to really get off the ground and and sort of get, get lift off on their season. I hope that that continues. I mean, it's been a little bit of a longer stretch for Aiton, but Payne especially really needed a night like this. So Definitely worthy of that spotlight today, and uh, more to come on that bench unit. First, though, a quick word again from today's sponsor of the show, which is Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or maybe simply forgot about. Well, Trials renew without your consent because it's a business scam. Of course, don't let greedy subscription corp- don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of those subscriptions. On average, people who use Truebill save up to $720 per year. Because companies make subscriptions so hard to cancel, Truebill flips the script, makes it incredibly simple. All you have to do is link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in just one tap. Plus your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't even have to think about it. Truebill has over 2 million users who has who have saved over 100 million dollars combined. So don't feel don't fall for subscription scams. They're making their ad very, very alliterative, and I very much appreciate that, but my tongue is struggling to keep up. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands of dollars a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Today's show also brought to you by Rock Auto. We all know that these days with the different makes and models and trim packages and 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 all of it. It's impossible to walk into a local auto parts store, let alone a dealership, and trust that you're getting what you need. Most likely, you're going to get screwed. That's just what happens. You walk in, you tell them you need something. They have the cheap option. They have the do-it-yourself option, but they're definitely going to point you to the expensive option if they get the impression that you don't know what you're talking about. Well, Rock Auto saves all of that. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Save even up to 100% more on the same exact part that you might get at a chain store or car dealership by shopping at Rock Auto. For instance, let's say, like me, you have uh, rattling going on in your hood, the hood of your car and you're scared to figure out what it is. Spark plugs is the most likely answer. Maybe a heat shield. Both of those actually relatively cheap if you get them at Rock Auto and install them yourself. Just a quick YouTube video and you are on your way. But you go into a dealership, you go into even a local body shop. They're going to charge you a bunch. They're going to charge you for labor and they're going to screw you over. RockAuto.com has been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. So they know what they're doing. They know what the price is. They know what you want, which is to get the cheapest part that you can get the quickest that you can get it. So go to RockAuto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car, truck and right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. mob vibe check. We do it every day basically here. It's hard not to. I actually wanted to add one more thing about Cameron Payne. Um, So I'll start there. Thanks for making Lockdown Suns your first listen on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple, wherever you get podcasts. Help keep us free by subscribing and listening every day. That's the best thing you can do. That's all you have to do, and that day, that gets everything taken care of. You just listen, and that's it. You take us home. You get us where we need to be. We can keep doing this show, keep giving you guys great sun stuff every single day. The last thing I wanted to say about campaign Pain is that the energy part. Because I talked about this with Mikhail Bridges a little bit uh, last week, I believe, talking about how he is slowly but surely starting to replace the Tory Craig role in terms of the energy guy that every good team really needs and that the Suns got in the form of Tory Craig, right? The And the fact that I made the point that I made is that that is. It's not just something that happens because a guy runs around the floor like a chicken with its head off. It's that you make a conscious decision, I am going to give that energy every night. And Cameron Payne was the other guy that I named, and I think a game like this shows you how his, uh, why he has the potential to really be that type of player for this team, because obviously we saw it last year. He does it in his own way. He's not Torrey Craig where he's going to get a big offensive rebound or a block in transition or something. That's clearly not the type of guy that he is, but... In his own way, he's able to really get the team going into another gear because he can push the pace, he can set up teammates with his passing, and he is so confident and swaggering that there is something that really just... I mean, I can tell you firsthand for sure, and I'm sure any of you who have been to games in the past year know, he gets that building rocking like absolutely nobody else outside of potentially just Devin Booker. Cameron Payne has something about him that gets the crowd absolutely wild. And I think that obviously wears off on, rubs off on his teammates. So I did want to add that about Payne too, because we really saw that happen. And I think that's what trickled down to the other players on this team. JaVale McGee had 14 points and eight rebounds. Landry Schammett was able to put together a really nice night for himself, making his threes and five assists for him as well. And that brings me to the main sort of point here as we talk about the bench, because again, they were the main positive on the night for the Suns, Cam Johnson leading the team with a plus 18. And that's where things start to get interesting because I talked about how Crowder and Paul were minus 14. So you look at Landry Schammett getting those five assists. You look at Cam Johnson leading with a plus 18. You look at all these discrepancies between well, look, it, the, it, a, a quick look at the box score tells you this team did de- definitely did not just play, um, what is it called? The all, all bench, all starter units. There's a word for that. I don't know why I can't think of it right now. That was not the case. And the Suns played a nine-man rotation today. Again, Abdul Nader and Frank Kaminsky both out. So rather than putting Jalen Smith into this game, rather than trying something new with Ish Wright or Chandler Hutchison or playing super duper small with Alfred Payton potentially getting minutes, what the Suns did is cut the rotation, balanced it out a ton, and reaped the benefits. I was really honestly expecting, because the Suns had to extend the starters for so long in that fourth quarter, that I was going to open this box score and it was going to be another game where they played the heck out of their starters and on the second night of the back-to-back... Maybe I should not worry about it so much, but I do because I think injuries really killed the Suns in the postseason last year and we don't want to see that again. So I was worried about that, but it didn't end up being the case because Monty was really creative with his lineups. So there's a few that I want to point out. It was a lot of mixing and matching, so I'm sure I won't even get all of it. But I talked on Monday's show about how we saw the starters or the bench plus bridges lineup really uh, get tapped into a lot by Monty in that first game. That definitely happened again tonight, but in return, as a domino effect of that, because Bridges was in with the second unit so much, Monty had to figure something out to have the starters play with a different group. So what we saw was a... And and Crowder just didn't play a lot of minutes overall, so that was another interesting part of this. But a lineup we saw a lot of tonight was Paul, Shamit, Booker... Johnson, Aiton, which on the one hand is incredible floor spacing. Um, of course, Bridges would provide incredible floor spacing as well. Um, but having Shamit and Booker out there is humongous. And I really think, A, that's why he Shamit, you saw him really start to get into the playmaking rhythm because he was, I think there's just something about playing with Chris Paul that gives guys the confidence to do that. But He's getting the ball without Cameron Payne being on the floor, which Payne, you know, there's a lot of things. He can shoot without the ball in his hands, but for the most part, he's going to be the initiator because he's relied on to get that pace going. And so Shamit playing off the, uh, when Payne is off the floor, I think helped getting Cam Johnson time with the starters, I think is going to be helpful for him. And frankly, I mean, the last thing to say about this is this rotation is, for all intents and purposes, a pretty good sneak preview of what we're going to see come playoff time. I do expect the Suns to make an addition. I think that they have the pieces with Jalen Smith, with um, you know picks and and whatever that they can, and the open um, roster spot and the extra money from their mid level exception. They're either going to be able to make a trade or a buyout player for sure. So. This isn't probably the nine guys that'll be the only nine guys that see time in a you know, must-win type of playoff scenario, but this is pretty close to what you're going to see, and tonight's game, any indication, it looks pretty darn good. These players are very, very interchangeable. They all know the system. They all can do a little bit of everything, which is the through line of today's episode, and uh, they're getting that chemistry and identity really, really ironed out. 13 straight wins is pretty incredible i believe 12 straight was the biggest win streak since 06 07 i have honestly not done my homework enough to know when the next big benchmark is what the next biggest winning streak is and how far back the sun's this sun's team will have to go i think we're going to be very very soon in uncharted territory in terms of longest win streak in franchise history i'm just along for the ride i hope you guys are enjoying it one more episode tomorrow on uh, hopefully gonna, hoping to have a guest to break down our biggest takeaways from this win streak and then recapping the Cavs game on Wednesday night. That will be our week here on the show. No episode on Friday. Hope you guys uh, enjoy and take some take a load off yourself. Take some time to yourselves and your family. There's no need to listen to Suns talk on Friday. Say <laughs> maybe save Thursday's episode if you know you're going to have some time over the weekend, but. Um, That'll be the blueprint for the rest of the week. Hopefully you guys enjoy your Tuesday. Be back tomorrow with a guest.